I, my heart's a little heavy, but I'm going to teach Bible. Because my mother, my spiritual mind will expect me to do so. John chapter 3, verse 16. John 3, 16. Everybody quotes this, but let me show you something, and I'm going to take us on this little quick journey to kind of show you what God wants us to do. God's number one priority is, is to reconcile, reconcile mankind back to him. That's his number one priority. That, that's what God, that's what consumes God. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave. Now listen, it doesn't say for God so loved the church. Amen. It says he loves the world. I think we think that God loves the church. The Bible says, husbands love your wife like Jesus loved the church. Jesus loves the church. God says, I love the world. Mm-hmm. Now, when you, come, when you become a Christian and you begin to learn about God, you start to love the things that God loves. Amen. And God loves the world. He doesn't love what's going on in the world. Amen, somebody. Amen. But he does love the world. He loves the people of this world. So much so that he gave his only begotten son, auntie, and that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now, we, we run through that really quickly, and it's like, man, we, whosoever believed in him isn't judged. Who, whoever doesn't believe in him is already judged because they don't believe in the name of God, his only son. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, this is hard for me because it seems so cold and it seems so um, judgmental and it seems a little self-righteous, but it's really not. Listen, and I, I shared this a little bit last night. I don't, I've never been to a funeral where somebody went to hell. Even though I've been to funerals where I know that person ain't go to heaven. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen, amen. I mean, I've never, I've been to funerals where people have killed people and they died. And I've been to funerals where they weren't great, great people at all. But you never hear a preacher stand up and go, this person right here is going to hell. You know, you're never going to hear that. And, and, and you're not supposed to hear that at that time. That's, that's, that's insensitive. But, but what I'm saying is, let me tell you something. The Bible says that hell has enlarged himself, yes, itself. It's, it's made more room for more people. And the Bible also says that narrow is the way. Yes. Only a few people find it. So Amen. what does that mean? A lot of people are going to hell. Now listen, this is the part that pains me. I don't care how nice they were, how considerate they were, how sweet they were, how they didn't harm anybody. I don't care what they did for other people. If it's not through Jesus, people are going to hell. Amen. Amen. I did funerals where I wasn't sure about the person because I'm going to be honest, I did funerals of for other people, I didn't even really know the person. And then, and then people would come up and they would try to tell me things that they really were, well, she, you know, she got baptized when she was a baby. And I go, oh, okay. You know, oh, well, you know, she always uh, had a heart for God or always kind of talked about God. And I go, that's, that's cool. I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not here to judge anybody. But what they're trying to do, they're trying to convince me or convince themselves that this person that just passed away is okay. The, the Bible says that for God so loved the world, honestly, he gave his only son. He does love the world, and whoever believes in him is good, and you're not going to perish, going to have eternal life. But see, here's the thing. You have to believe in him 
So much so that it affects your whole world. Amen. Amen. See, it, see it, because the Bible also says that everybody's been given a measure of faith. Amen. Think about it. People back in, the old, in, in certain countries and certain uh, uh, groups of people, they used to worship something. They, they worship animals or stars or, or they made up gods and stuff like that. Because why? Mankind is built to worship something. God mm -hmm. has given mankind a kind of measure of faith that they're going to believe in some kind of alternate being that is higher than them. Amen. All right. So, but he's saying, listen, if you don't come through the person who came from heaven, you cannot get back to me because my biggest role is my biggest thing that I want to do for loving the world is I want to reconcile them. I want to bring them back to me. Reconsolidate. That, that's, a, that's a more up-to-date word. When you reconsolidate something, you know what you do? You take all your bills to this one creditor or this one account and you go, I'm going to take all these bills. I'm just going to pay this one thing and you pay all the other things. I'm going to make all my bills one. Amen. The, the concept of reconciliation is God making us back one with him again. Amen. Yes. Thank you. That's, his, all, that's all he cares about. He wants to re reconcile, reconciliate mankind back to himself. How did he choose to do it? Well, he said, I'll do it because men messed up and something has to die. So I'll die. And I'll put all your sin on this one man's shoulders and he will die for everybody. And now you're all reconciled. But here's the thing. You got to go through the one that I sent. Mm -hmm. And if you don't go through the one that I sent, then you're not coming. Now, it seems harsh and it seems insensitive and it seems like, oh, man, we'll see. People think Christianity is so exclusive, meaning you have to be like us. or you. No, it, it really is an invitation. Amen. People are going to hell. Here's the scary part. People you love are going to hell. And deep down, you know it. So what's the charge this year? Do something about it. Amen. I told everybody last night, the Lord gave me a word. He says, listen, if you be about the kingdom, he'll take care of your stuff automatically. He's promised us that. Amen. Last year, I, I remember saying, man, on New Year's Eve, I went, man, uh, don't worry, it's going to get a little tough. Stuff's going to be expensive and things going to fall apart, but God will provide for us. Now, I said that when it wasn't happening. Okay, so this year the Lord says, you know what? If you seek the kingdom first and you be about what I'm about, then I guarantee you I'll take care of all your stuff. Don't worry about it. Amen. So that may, You know why? Because you guys pray about all your stuff way too much. You don't have time to pray for nobody else because you're too busy praying about your stuff. So here's the thing. I'm going to take away your prayers for your stuff. Just, just trust me for your stuff. Jesus comes along and says, why are you worried about stuff so much? Mm -hmm. All you care about is what you should eat, drink, wear, what vacation you're going on. Can you pay it? Can you go to? And, and God is saying, listen, if you be about my business, then I'll take care of your stuff automatically. I'm your father. I know what you have need of. Can we start to? People go, I haven't been able to reach my friend. You know why? Because you haven't prayed for your friend enough. I'll prove it, I'll prove it, I'll prove it. Auntie, let's go to Colossians verse 1. No, Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. Is that right? Uh, yep. That's it's right, let's go. 
For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. God was pleased that he dwelled in Jesus to the fullness. He was, he, he was pleased for all of himself to live in the Son. Me and my Father are one. Everybody say amen to that. Verse 20. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven. Now, and through him, God has, has he was happy to bring all things back to himself. Now, here's the thing that I realized when it says, for God so loved the world. It, I, I searched. God did not say he loved angels. God didn't say he loved creation. God just said creation was good. There's nothing, to be totally honest, there's nothing in the Bible that God says he loves other than us. I've been looking. I've been trying to find it for like two weeks now. I can't find anything else. But he says how much he loves us. All throughout the Bible, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> but, but creation, he just said, well, that's good. And angels, I don't never, angels got mad and said, why, why do you care about man so much? You don't care about us like that. So, man, God, for God so loved us so much so that he says, I'm going to bring you back to me. I lost you. Now I got to bring you back. And, and, and I'm going to bring everything back to me. I'm going to reconcile. I'm going to reconsolidate everything back to me. I'm going to make you one with me again, everything on earth, all the things on earth, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Because now Jesus had to pay the penalty. And you guys know this, but I'm cramming it down your throat, not for you. So you can be able to explain the faith that you have. Yes. See, because you know what brings people, turns people around and it, and it straightens people out and it gets people to see? It's the gospel. It's the good news. We've already talked about that. It's not the life that they're living. It's not the life that they can have. It's the gospel. What's the gospel? Man, we messed up. And so God reconsolidated us back to him. How? There's only one way, through the sun. And then what happened? This glory comes upon you and it splashes upon your life and everything starts to change. Why? Because your mind begins to be transformed because you started to learn stuff because you didn't know anything. And then now he says, follow me and learn of me. And then your faith will grow and your understanding will grow. And so we take all that and we just pray that we continue to have a better life. And we pray so much for our kids and so much for our money. And, so, and, I, and God is going, okay, enough. See, because we're not reaching anybody. I'm going to give you a charge at the end of this for this year. Auntie, next verse. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds See, because of we your were evil behavior. From God and in our minds, because our behavior and stuff, because of your evil behavior, we were not thinking about God. For, just for a second, think of yourself before Jesus. Just for a second. Because I know it's horrific. <laughs> Amen, somebody Amen. now. Amen. If you're saying, no, I'm the same, then you never, you haven't met Jesus yet. See, because when Jesus comes into your world, everything becomes different through time. Hallelujah, somebody. Paul says, I have to die a little bit every day. I have to learn a little more every day. I have to lay aside all the things that, that I'm about every day. See, it's a, it's a process of becoming not perfect but becoming one that is called righteous because of what Christ did. 
And so what I'm saying is your life is a immediate, it's, 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 it, it, your life is the direct effect of the salvation that Jesus has given you. So he's saying, listen, we were enemies, we were alienated. And auntie, that was the thing that night that I heard. For the first time I heard, man, I'm a sinner. And Jesus can fix it. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. I'm going up there. <laughs> I'm going up there. Because you know what? That's a good deal. Because I realized something. I can't fix it because my mind is going to keep on sinning. Yes. Because that's all I know. But if Jesus can fix that, then I'm in. I'm, I'm going up there. Yes, yes, yes. I don't care who's sitting here. I don't care who's looking. I'm going up there. Because that's, that's what I need right there. The light came on finally and it went bling. Man, dude, you're a sinner. But that's okay. Jesus will fix it. Yes, he will. Hallelujah. Next verse. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. So one thing last night I took away from people is the thought of I'm not good enough. I, I'm just a bad person. I'm just, I'm, see, see, what I'm saying is a lot of times we don't reach other people because we don't think we're worthy to do it. Amen. And so right here it's saying, okay, you're not worthy to do it. That's why Jesus made you worthy to do it. Yeah. See, a lot of us can't witness or talk to anybody about Jesus because we remember what we did yesterday. And he's saying, wait a minute, you're, 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 you're without blemish and free from accusations now. So that means also you have to forget your past. You know who accuses you the most? You. Mm -hmm. So true, so true. About what you did wrong, how you messed up, how come you keep doing this? And, 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 and God is going, no, no, no. I have reconciled you. I made you back one with me because of that. Jesus fixed that. So you need to stop doing that. But what he's saying is, listen, I took away the law and all that because you can't be perfect. There's no way you can be perfect. Amen. God didn't call a perfect people. Amen. He called his people. Amen. See, we think that God loves the church. Only the good people. We were taught that when we were kids. Oh, you better do right or you know how God is. <laughs> Come on, you know you were taught that, right? God's not Santa. Now, you got to do right or Santa ain't bringing you crap. <laughs> but God gave you stuff when you were doing wrong. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. That's the kind of father he is. See, Santa's love has conditions. <laughs> God's love has no conditions. So, so, so what we're saying is, wait a minute. I understand now. I understand that I don't have to be a perfect person, but God has made me perfect in his eyes through the sun. Now, because of that, I'm going to strive with everything I have to try to be as perfect as I can. Somebody say amen. Amen. So that means you got to stop hating people. you got to stop being racist. you got to stop looking at people the wrong way. you got to stop judging everybody. you got to give everybody a break. you got to be able to forgive everybody. you got to be able to take the blame sometimes. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. You got to be able to make peace. You got to be able to shut up. You got to be able to keep loving your house. You got to be able to say, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Why? Because we're the righteousness of. Auntie, push. If you continue in your faith, establish and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. Now, sis, listen, you got to continue in your faith. 
and you got to stand start, uh, firm and don't be moved from your hope. Yeah. I don't see how people come to the Lord and turn away. How can you taste and see that the Lord is good and then go back to that? Man, when I taste something really good, I'm done with all the, the, the counterfeit crap. I am. All right. I mean, Wendy's, McDonald's, I can't do it. See, because I've been to good restaurants. I can't eat that. See, you don't learn that until you get older. Right now, I, I, I guarantee you, Julian and Blake are somewhere plotting right now to go to McDonald's. I guarantee you that. And it's like, I'm not eating that crap. <laughs> I'm not eating it. Why? Because I've tasted good stuff, man. Yes. You, I, I said before, you can't give me regular cheesecake. I've tasted pineapple upside down. <laughs> so I'm not going to worship at that temple and then go back to that. Amen. What do people go back to? It just amazes me. You have to hold on to your faith. You have to find, you have to feel yourself drifting away. You have to feel yourself going away from God and the things of God. You have to feel yourself not being concerned anymore. You have to feel yourself not feeling bad when you do bad anymore. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes. You got to hold on to your faith, auntie. That's what it's saying, right? Yes, sir. It says, this is the gospel that you heard or the good news that you have heard and that has been proclaimed to you, every creature under the heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant to. Yes. It's, it's holding on to the good news that changed your life. Realizing something, that something's trying to pull you back away from that. Something's trying to take you back to McDonald's. <laughs> Man, I'm going to Texas Roadhouse. I'm not going to McDonald's. <laughs> God has delivered me from McDonald's. <laughs> come on now, come on. Amen. Why are you going to go back to that? That's like, that's like going back, that's like getting satellite and all this crap that we have in our internet, and that's like going back to putting an antenna on your TV. <laughs> Why are you going back to that? Come on, guys. Not going back to that. I remember my first pair of really good tennis shoes. See, I remember in gym class, we used to have, back in my day, it was these shoes called slip and slides. Because, <laughs> you know, gym floors were always kind of slick. And all the kids who had these cheap shoes, I don't know what brand they were, we just called them slip and slides. Because you slip and slide all the time. <laughs> and then when you get your first pair of Converse, mm-hmm. Oh, man, you were something, man. And then you come in, and you hit the floor, and you're like, ha! <laughs> Other people just slide right by you. <laughs> what are those, PF Flyers? What are those? <laughs> see, see, that's old school stuff right there. <laughs> so my thing is, I'm not going back to slip and slides All when right. I wear Nikes. All right. Why do people go back on the Lord? I'll tell you why. Because they get tricked. Hmm. My Lord. But look what it's saying. You have to hold firm to your You have to feel yourself being stupid. Amen. 
You have to sense yourself falling away. You have to sense yourself not acting like God wants you to. Mm -hmm. And reel yourself back in. Trust me, I do it all the time. Kenny, you're playing a little too many videos. Kenny, you didn't really pray as much long as you should have. Kenny, you, need, you know you need, see, you, you sense it and you go, ah, oh, let me straighten that up. Mm -hmm. That's how you gain longevity in God. Everybody say amen. Amen. Auntie, what verse? I'm lost. We got to push. We going on 2 Corinthians. That's where we going. 2 Corinthians 5, 18. Wow, we pushing. Let's go. Uh, now here, hold on. Okay, okay. <laughs> now here's the charge. This is the one, I'm going I'm to slow this one down and break this one down for these last few minutes. 2 Corinthians 5 is going to tell us something. It's going to tell us what God is calling us to do. Because we've all been given an assignment. Here's the assignment. We are ambassadors. Amen. Now, what, is ambas what, is a, what does an ambassador do? An, an ambassador is appointed by a king or, or a government to go into a foreign land and represent that land in that foreign land. So Jesus is the chief ambassador that God sent to a foreign land mm -hmm. to represent him. So he's like the Secretary of State. And the Secretary of State in America, he, he, they, they, who he or she, they appoint all these other ambassadors in the other, in the other state, uh, uh, countries. So my friend Benny June, who just had to run for his life, out of Haiti, because they were trying to get him. And so he had to get a visa. He had to go to the American embassy to try to get a visa. You have to go to a representative who came from where you're trying to get, to get into that country. All right? So heaven is so impressive, and God and his, his, his earnest desire for everybody to be saved he appoints all us to be representatives for him. Now, to do what? To go into foreign lands and get people back their visa mm -hmm. that was lost at the beginning. Let me tell you something about visas. They don't care how important you are. They don't care how impressive you are. They don't care how well-known you are. They don't care what status you have. When you go to get one, they go, fill out this form. Mm -hmm. I don't care how important you are. I don't care how impressive you are. You gotta, if you don't fill out this form, if you don't go by these rules, you're not getting in. So that takes away the, I'm a good person. Right, right. Not without a visa, you're not getting in. They don't have nothing against you. You just don't have the right credentials. The, the police aren't looking for you. You're not on the run with this bad record behind you. You just don't have the right credentials. So when you get to the other country, they're going to say, no, you can't stay here. Why? You don't have a visa. Where do I get the visa? From the ambassador. Who's the ambassador? Your coworker. person you go to school with? Oh, how about this one? Your wife, your husband, your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, whoever has been appointed an ambassador. So Keenan, are we all appointed ambassadors? That's a good question. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 18. I think come on. Uh, this is from God who reconciled us to himself through 
Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And he gave us the ministry of reconsolidating everybody that we care about. He gave us this charge. He says, listen, here's my charge now as you being my people. You are now all ambassadors. And so now I have given you the ministry. Who is that? Preachers? No. Everybody. Christ. You are now all ambassadors. Auntie, next verse. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, mm -hmm. now counting people's sins against so them. So here it is. God is saying, listen, I don't hold anybody's sin against them anymore. Nobody's sin is being held against them. Jesus took care of that. Hey, listen, whole world, none of your sins are held against you anymore. I, he didn't say church people your sins. He says the world, nobody's sin is held against you anymore. Here's the thing, though. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. He's committed us to See, we have to help people get their visas, though. Amen. See, God has forgiven the whole world's sin, not yours, everybody's. Mm -hmm. See, this is where we lose this. He is not, he doesn't count the whole world's sin against them anymore. But they don't have the proper paperwork. All right. So they can't enter into where he dwells or into his system of living because they don't have the right credentials. So he's saying, listen, I'm, I got these ambassadors, though, who I'm going to send out to the world. These ambassadors are going to represent me, and they're going to help people gain their visas. So that means your aunt, who is such a sweet lady, and your, that means that your, 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 your uh, mother-in-law, who is just so nice to you and so giving, always bake good cookies. <laughs> Without Christ, I hate to break the news. They're not getting in. Amen. That's the word. And it breaks my heart because I want to I wanna say, man, if people are good, God, give them a break. You know, have you ever thought that, man? Man, this person is really a good person. Give them a break. I mean, and God is going, wait a minute. I, I didn't make the rules. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> See, because once I proclaimed that men must die, and then mankind ate, did what I told them not to do, then I'm taking away, I'm paying the price for it. So now I got to send my son to die on behalf of them. And so that's the only way that you can become back one with me. There's no other way. What about being good? There's no other way. You're not getting into this country without a visa. You won't be able to stay here long without a visa. So now beneath scrambling, trying to be able to stay here, only way he's going to stay here is if the country says you have the proper documents that keep you here. Here's my dilemma. 98% of Christians have never reached anybody. 98%? I've seen, I read different studies trying to, that's got to be wrong. Most, I'm telling you, most studies, go online and investigate it yourself, say 98, that means 2% of Christians are actually working old. That's why it says the harvest is right, but man, we ain't got no laborers. Hmm. What it's really saying is we don't have any ambassadors. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you one problem we have is because everybody's so busy praying about their own stuff so much so that it's hard to pray for other people. So when you go and talk to them about Jesus, they go, get out of here. What are you talking about? I don't have to, I don't need that. And you go, oh, I'm so frustrated. Well, here's the thing. 
My mom uh, 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 revealed to me how much she used to pray for me. And I go, and she's like, I need to pray for you a lot. <laughs> so remember that day I told you my eyes opened up? You know why they opened up? Somebody was praying for me. Amen. Amen. Not just a day, not just two minutes every other day. Was praying constantly for what? The scales to fall from my eyes, from the thing that was hindering my hard heart, my hard head. Amen, somebody. Amen. So we, we, I know you're saying, man, can I be trying? Well, I get it, but have you, have you been praying? Because if you think about it, what occupies your prayer life? I'm going to tell you what, without you even, life. Mm-hmm. My house, my marriage, my kids, my money occupies your prayer time. And the guy, and Jesus comes along and says, don't, don't think about that all the time. Think about the kingdom. And then God, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. When Jesus says, don't worry about it, God will, he knows what your father knows what you have need of. That was a remarkable statement back then because people didn't have what we have back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, this says, all he, say, he says, all you worry about is what you should eat, drink, and wear. You know why? Because people weren't eating they didn't have enough to drink, and they didn't have enough to wear. We got all of that. Yeah. And in this country, we go, man, I'm getting fat. In other countries, they go, man, we're starving. Right, right. So we, 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 we automatically have to, Jesus says, man, so what do we worry about? Well, a better life, a better house, a better vacation, our children going to college, our grandchildren being taken care of. What vehicle are we going to drive? What, that's all, that consumes all our prayers. How much this is bothering me? My mom's sick. My, and should, should you pray for that stuff? Yes, yes. But should it occupy your prayers? What is God's main thing he wants us to do? He, his main goal is reconciling man back to him. Amen. That's God's main goal. The rest of it, he says, if, that's why it says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth that it is in heaven, your will first. And then he goes, oh, and by the way, give me my daily bread. And then it skips on right over to forgive us and watch us, keep us from sin. And it just spent no time on our daily life, did it? It just said, give us our daily bread. Right, right. What is that? Give us everything we need today. What occupies your prayer life? You wonder why you don't reach anybody. Because you don't pray for them enough. When I met Kimberly, man, I knew she knew something about God. I sensed it in her. And, 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 and Kimberly was, is tough, man. I mean, you, you see her now, she's like, hi. Now. Man, Kimberly used to scare the crap out of people at work. <laughs> and I'd be, they'd be like, oh, here come your sister. And I'd be like, why is everybody so scared of Kim? Because she was tough as nails. And I'm going, man, but she has a concept of God. Now let me take her through the door. Yes, yes, yes. All right, all right. So, so what did I do? Let's just start to pray. Well, Kim, you messed up, you met me. Marilyn, you messed up, you met me. I just started to pray. Mark, you messed up, you met me. I just started to pray. Pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray. And then what happens? They come and say, tell me about this Jesus thing. 
Come on, tell, I got a concept, but come on, take me. What are you saying? And it was many days I'd come in, and we'd be sitting there, and we had, and Kim always had notebooks and folders because she took all notes all the time. And they really thought we were talking about work. We weren't talking about work, we were talking about Jesus. All right. Me and Mark would be standing at the desk, and we're standing there, and they really thought we were talking about the schedule, and we're talking about Jesus. No. I've reached a lot of people. I'm not bragging. In fact, I'm nervous about it. This year, I have a goal for me of how many people I want to reach. I'm going to meet that goal. Let me get you a goal. Just reach one. Justice League. Flash is nervous. It's a battle going on. It's people need to be saved. Flash is like, I can't do this. Batman says, just save one. Go save one and see what happens. Flash goes in there, save one. He goes, oh, that was cool. I'm going to go save another one. <laughs> just save one. Yeah. One. What I'm trying to do is get you out of that 98 percentile because you know you're in it. Amen. Say one. Just, just pick one victim. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing you do is not start talking about Jesus. You start praying with everything you have. Every single day this person is in your prayers. What? Lord, I pray salvation over this person. I pray, God, that you give me an opportunity. I pray you soften their heart. I pray, oh God, you help them see. Just constantly praying that with, like, like their life is in jeopardy. You know why? Because it is. It is. You're their only hope. You're their ambassador. People want to bring them to the preacher. Don't bring them to me. You've got to catch them. I'll help clean them. So why do Christians go to church then? Well, we've got to learn how to exist in this new kingdom that we're in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why we go to church. But who, are the, who brings people to the kingdom? The ambassadors. One, just one. You're in the, you're in the 98%. Just, just, you, you really, 98%? You really want to stay there? 98% of people never reached anybody. That's amazing to me. Because, man... I couldn't wait to tell you guys how good pineapple upside down cheesecake is. I couldn't wait to tell you. I'm going to tell them. I know it's far. It's far, but if you're ever in Livonia or if you're ever out of town, don't eat Cheesecake Factory food. Their food's not that good. But, man, their cheesecakes are lovely. Go get one. Couldn't wait to tell you. Man, I couldn't wait to tell you. I got gas for a dollar. Dollar a gallon in my truck, a dollar a gallon. I was so excited. I got to go tell them. How come we ain't that excited about telling people about Jesus? See, see, I'm not trying to slam you, step on your shoes. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give you the charge for this year. This year is the first year of your life that is not about you. How about you? Been about you for how are you? It's that long. <laughs> Some of you go, no, kidding. I guess it is. It's always been about you. That's why it says, love your neighbor like you love yourself. You know why? Because you love yourself. Mm-hmm. 
Even people who don't like themselves love themselves because the fact that they don't like themselves, that's how they treat everybody else. Because you don't like you, so you treat everybody else bad because you don't like you. So that means you love you because you're making everybody pay for how you feel about you. <laughs> you love you some you. No, I'm depressed. You love you some you because you're so depressed that everybody who loves you needs you not to be depressed, but you love you so much you stay depressed. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. No, 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 you don't believe. You understand? My whole life is about my kids. You love you. So you know what? Your success in your kids is directly to you. You feel like if your kids succeed, then I succeeded. So it is about you. Amen. All right. This is going to be the first year where it's not about you. I'm 59 years old. So that means this will be my first year that it wasn't about Kenan. And Kenan would go, oh no, I've sacrificed everything. Look, I live in a place I don't even want to live. It's too cold here. <laughs> no, you don't understand. I gave up money and all that to do this crap. God saying, shut up, it's about you. It's about you. It's about how you feel, so it's about you. See, because you wouldn't bring that up if it wasn't about you. It's going to be the first year it's not about us. And let me tell you the good part about it. When it's not about us and it's not about our business, it's about his first, then God will automatically take care of your business. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What did Solomon ask for? Wisdom. Wisdom. What did he get? Wealth. God says, because you didn't ask for wealth, I'm going to give you that. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Jesus goes, listen, don't worry about that. Your father knows every, all that's in the kingdom. I promise you. All that. Seek ye first the kingdom, and you have all the privileges of the kingdom. What is the privileges of the kingdom? Well, health, money. Amen, somebody. Mm -hmm. Getting your prayers answered. There's so many privileges in the kingdom. And here's the thing. Just be about my business first. This is the first year. It's not a... One person, I just need you to say one. Be an ambassador for one person. One person. I got to get everybody out of that 98 percentile range. Just one. Yes, one. Think about this. And, and I'm just saying it for numbers sake. If everybody in here reached one person, how many people are sitting in here now? We're doubled in size automatically. Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying me reach one person and get them to church, bring them here. What I am saying is just reach one person. Amen. If they go somewhere else, that's fine. You still got your one. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes. I think what's next? We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. But wait a minute. Say that again. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. So we are Christ's he is the Secretary of State. He is appointing us to be ambassadors. Doing what? As though God were making his appeal through us. And God makes his appeal to the world through us. What is God appealing to? I love you, world. And I'm going, God, I don't love this world. Amen, somebody. Do you love this world? Do you love everybody in this world? I struggle. I struggle. Sam had me laugh another day. It's this commercial with this guy, and he's on his phone, and he's just paying attention to his phone, and everything around him is falling apart, you know. This guy coming behind him with crutches. He don't even hold the door. The mail lady drops his mail. He just walks over the top of it. 
and he walks out in the street, and his car stops, and he's looking at them like it's their fault. And Sam goes, I hate that guy. <laughs> I'm like, Sam, it's a commercial. <laughs> and then Sam goes, but I had to think, why do I hate that guy? <laughs> Man, so God loves the world. I don't love the world. You've got to say, yes, you do, because you need to love the things that I love. Yes, yes. No, God, I don't love this world. I am not loving this, this world stinks. And God is saying, you're trying to say that what I love and what I think is worth it, you don't think is worth it? Hmm. Straighten yourself up. Because here's the scary part and the part you forget. You were in the world at one time. Amen. And I loved you. Yes. So here's the thing, God has God is, his, his cleansed everybody's sin, not just, not Christians, everyone's, but only Christians have the visas. So we are Christ's ambassadors, God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God, come back to God, one, come, become back one with God. We plead it. As if their life is in jeopardy because it is. Auntie, what does 21 say? God made him who had no sin to be sin for, for us. For God made Christ, who never sinned, what? To be sin for us. To so be an offering for our sins, so what? So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. See, I think when you're a rogue like I was, when you're a villain like, like, like I was, you know, I think I look around, I go, well, Sam will get this. Juan will get, Tim will get this. See, when you with, when you with thugs like us, <laughs> my uncle will get this. <laughs> I think you appreciate salvation more. Because it's like, man, I remember how it was. I remember when I first became Christian, man, and I had my crew that I went to school with that we still talk to this day. And I'm like, my first thing I wanted to do was go tell them, man. Hey, dudes, I don't even know what happened last night, but something happened last night. And they're all sitting around going, what are you talking about, Ken? I'm like, I don't know. But I just know that something happened. And, man, I think God did something to me last night. And they're like, Kenny done lost his mind. <laughs> and you know what? They didn't respond the way I wanted them to. I ran back and go, no, you guys got to see this. And they all went, huh? And then, I, and then I, as I began to grow and I began to learn a little more, I began to say, okay, let me change my tactics a bit because I was excited. And I did the right thing. I went to tell them, but then I just began to pray. And the first one that received the Lord was Troy. My friend Todd's brother. And Troy received the Lord, and man, he received the Lord very well. He, he was served, and he ended up passing away. And in my heart, I went, thank you, God. You yeah. know why you made him first? Because you knew he was going to go. <laughs> and then it would happen. Then I got Chris. And then I had then Todd. And I refused to leave my friends, man. 
refused to leave me. It took years, but that's why I'm a fisher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when do people fish, what do they do? First, they tell me, no, you got to be out there at 5 in the morning when the fish are biting. I'm not going out there at 5 in the morning. <laughs> and then you got to have the right lure. The, the whole thought concept, of, I don't know if they use worms anymore, but the concept of touching a worm and putting it on the hook, I know I'm bougie, Chris, but what I'm saying is I can't do that. <laughs> and then when you realize, if I did catch a fish and bring it up, I'm not touching that. I'll have it on the pole like you get it. <laughs> The only fish I want to touch already got batter on it, man. <laughs> I'm not a fisherman. I don't like that stuff. They're slimy and wiggly. But you got to have the right time, the right lure. Everybody say amen. Amen. You know? amen. And you have to reel them in. Yeah. I'm good at that. Reeling in people. You know what I'm really trying to say? I'm trying to say, hey, I'm your ambassador, and you don't have a visa. I need to get you a visa. Or you won't be able to go. I love you to death. You're a sweet person, man. You got my back. You had my back all our lives since we were kids. But you are not going to heaven. You're not going. Because God ain't going to change the rules for you. He's not going to change the rules for your mom, your brother, your sister, your wife, your husband. He's not changing the rules for your kids. So I'm I'm just constantly checking visas. Courtney, you got your visa right. Yeah, there I got it. Keandris, get your visa stamped. Julian, you got to hold on to your visa, man. Because as much as I love you, I'm, I'll be going to heaven without you. And one thing we're not going to do, we're not going to stand before the Lord holding anyone's hand. Our families will not be standing around us when we're standing there. It's going to be you. So what's the charge? One. One person. And then you're out of that 98 percentile. One person this year. One? One? And people say, well, no. Well, you know, you want to preach your guys. Yeah, of course, you reach people. No, Kim, did you know I was a preacher? She didn't know. Never told her. In fact, it shocked her. She was like, what do you mean you're going to preach? Well, what are you going to talk about? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? She's panicking the whole way there. I go, Kim, go to church with me. Okay, I'll go. Because Kim would do anything I asked her because she knew I would do anything she asked me. And I'm like, you go to church with me. So we get in the car. Courtney was with us. And so we're driving to Detroit. And I'm like, yeah, I got to preach. She's like, you got to preach? Yeah, well, well, what are you going to preach about? I don't know. I figured I want to get it. What do you mean you don't know? And she's all in a panic. And I'm like, and Courtney's like, Cam, he's always like that. It's going to be all right. We'll preach something. But she didn't even know. So it wasn't the preacher who reached her. It was an ambassador. Come on, guys. One person. One. How about your best friend who you love to death? How about your coworker, man, that you worked faithfully by for 20 years? How about, man, this is a tough one. How about your hard-head mama? 
How about your dad who don't give a crap? Shoot for a big fish. <laughs> How about your husband who you know you want to hit in the head with a frying pan while he sleeps? How about your daughter who you know knows better? One. Come on, everybody say, I am an ambassador. Okay, there's your credentials. Come on up. So this year, here's the charge. Be about God's business and he'll take care of yours, I promise. Promise you, I promise you. If you, if you latch hold of this, those of you who have been struggling, you will automatically live a better life. Remember I said that. Remember I said that. And then our goal this year, this is the year that is not about me. And some of you go, oh, I'll be scared. That's scary. No, it's, it's, it's actually a relief. It's actually freedom. You ain't worried about you no more. One person. One, just one. We'll start small. One. Somebody before this year's out is going to know God because you know God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's take